This is Norm Holy for WFHB, and today I'm interviewing uh, Professor Christian Butska. He is a professor of food science at Purdue University, and he is a member of the Indiana Wine Grape Council. So he's an expert on making wine in Indiana and around the world. So what I'd like to do would be to ask you, how is the wine grape crop doing this year in Indiana? The uh, grapes in Indiana are, are ripening well. Uh, in fact, uh, um, as I'm a member of the Purdue Wine Grape Team, uh, we are looking at uh, the experimental vineyards that uh, the university has here across the state, and uh, we're just looking actually at the first numbers of uh, how much crop to expect. Um, we have a little pilot winery here that we um, make wine at, turn the grapes that we grow out in the vineyards uh, to make batches of wine that we can then show to the commercial grape growers so that they can see what kind of new varieties uh, are coming down the road or how grapes uh, are doing in different parts uh, of the state. And so everything is looking good. Uh, we just had a workshop uh, in Bloomington um, uh, last week and visited uh, Oliver's uh, Creek Bend Vineyard, one of the uh, most beautiful properties in the state, and uh, everything looked uh, looked really good. Do you need to introduce new varieties uh, of grapes as the climate warms? Well, as uh, we're facing uh, a changing climate uh, globally, uh, we uh, certainly are in the process of continuously evaluating uh, new grape varieties, um, but uh, that's not just a matter of, of a changing climate. It also is always a matter of changing consumer preferences or optimizing uh, the quality of the wines that we make uh, here in Indiana. So there's always room uh, for a new blending component or variety that does better in northern Indiana versus southern Indiana, variety that uh, produces more colors or uh, more flavors. Um, so there's always room for something new. What are the prospects for the long term, given the fact that we'll have many more days over 90 degrees Fahrenheit, um, what are the long-term prospects for, for the wine grape in Indiana? So if, if you look at how the climate is changing, if you look at some of the models uh, that have particularly been done uh, for the wine grape industry uh, around the world, as, as uh, wine grapes are a very sensitive crop, and the grapes are very much influenced by the climate, the temperature profile in particular throughout the day, throughout the season. And so um, that's where we're looking at how uh, things are changing. They are changing very slowly. You know, so we're looking at really substantial changes, you know, more in 50 years, maybe the end of the century. So it, things are not happening that rapidly, but it is happening. And because the impact on the quality and with that, the price of wine is so substantial, uh, grape growers are always on the forefront of exploring, you know, what can we do? Um, let's say in France or in Italy, uh, in Spain, where people have been doing the same thing for hundreds of years, the same varieties, the same practices, the same farming practices, the same winemaking practices. So changing that, uh, maybe planting a new variety or a different variety that is uh, slower ripening. Uh, that allows you to uh, grow grapes in a warming climate. And those are all challenges that the industry is, is facing. And um, if you look at California, again, going back to the 1930s and 40s, what was planted and recommended to be planted then, um, those things are gradually changing. Consumer preferences for different wine varieties or styles are changing too, uh, as I 
as I mentioned, but uh, if you look at the Central Valley in California, where the vast majority of all the grapes in the United States are coming from, um, we have wine grapes there, we have raisin grapes, we have table grapes, and the warmer it, the climate gets, uh, the more it is really suitable for either raisin growing or table grape growing, uh, and uh, that's why most of the premium uh, growing regions are in the coastal valleys, like Napa or Sonoma, um, and as it gets warmer, uh, it becomes more and more difficult to grow high-quality wine grapes. And uh, again, you know, that's, that's really what the growers in those regions are facing. They're looking for new uh, regions to maybe expand into something where it's a little bit cooler. And we see that trend uh, around the world. In Chile, for example, in South America, um, people are moving further south, closer to Antarctica, to find cooler uh, regions. Um, in Argentina, they're going to higher elevations to find cooler regions. The same in Spain. They're going into the Pyrenees um, to stay away from the heat in a southern Mediterranean climate because cooler and more moderate climate makes eventually for better wine quality. What's the grape uh, wine industry like in Oregon or Washington State? Of course, they're very different climates. Uh, Oregon uh, in its coastal valleys um, making Pinot Noir a cool climate variety, for example. Um, Washington State, uh, behind the rain shadow of the, of the Cascades, in a desert um, climate behind the mountains with hardly any rain, um, very different, but, but quite warm. You know, we had a lot of wildfires in that area uh, last year as well. Um, Washington and Oregon were affected, so it's not that this is a uh, super cool climate uh, um, these days anymore either. For that, you will have to move up even even further north. But uh, we do see very high quality wines produced there now in the current climate. Uh, but uh, Washington State, Eastern Washington, for example, uh, that makes some of the best Merlot or some of the best Riesling in the country today. Uh, has the exact opposite kind of climate as we have here in Indiana. Uh, it's a desert climate where it hardly rains at all, just a few inches every year. Uh, while here in Indiana, um, we are at the same latitude as Northern California, but we do, just like we have uh, regular rains throughout the growing season, and that makes for um, a very different uh, type of grape growing. I'd like to ask you about Germany. Um, are, are they producing red wines uh, in Germany now, or, or are they still doing mostly whites? Yes and yes. Uh, so the Germans have always struggled to make um, real intense uh, red wines. Um, the majority or the, the most popular variety in Germany to make uh, red wine is, is what they call Blauer uh, Spätburgunder, Pinot Noir, as we, as we know it here. So the same variety they actually grow in Oregon very successfully. Um, but uh, traditionally, it's too cool there to make uh, the kind of intense red wines that we're expecting from California or from Australia. Uh, but uh, they make lighter styles, actually similar, uh, more, more similar in style to some of the red wines that we make here in, in, uh, in Indiana. Um, but their projections, their climate models, uh, really indicate that they'll be able to grow Cabernet along the Rhine, um, you know, 50 years from now or even, even less. Uh, and that grape growing there will move into northern Germany, and, and we see those indications. I, I saw uh, vineyards in, in Denmark. There are vineyards in Poland, in Holland, uh, you know, certainly an established industry now in southern England. So all those northern European countries are developing their grape industry, um, expecting that grape growing um, will be 
possible in, in those cooler climates. And, and Germany is, is looking very closely at how to adapt to those changes, um, going more into red wine production and looking how to change the styles of the German white wines um, as the grapes are accumulating more sugar, um, the wine's becoming more alcoholic, uh, and again, uh, very different than, than some of the styles that the German uh, white wines have become known for. That's a fantastic amount of information. I'd like to thank you for the interview. I've been interviewing Dr. Christian Putzka. He's a professor of food science at Purdue University and an expert on wines.